Okay, was the button hit? <laughs> yes. Okay. We're going to clap. I'm ready. On the count of three. <laughs> so, do whatever you got to do to get in the podcasting mode, okay? Okay. Are you are you in podcasting mode? I had to I had to get rid of the desire to die, but I'm ready. I'm ready now. No, bring that bring that back. It's called Death Pod for a reason. Bring it. Bring that back. That was the reason why episode 0 has never been heard before. So we're going to put it exactly. we're going to put it aside. It's well, there if I need it. Do it doesn't need to. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Okay. As long as it's still it's there. It's there if we need it. But I put it aside for now. Okay. 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 <laughs> Count of 3. We clap. Okay? Ready? 1 Two, three. <laughs> okay, okay. Matt, are you ready for my dream to come true? I don't know. And the only way I'm going to know is just if you do it, so. Okay, okay, hold on. My microphone is not. Oh, 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 hold on. I didn't. Okay, okay, sorry. My microphone was a little lopsided. Okay. I have to, I have to prepare. Okay. You're really building this up. It better be special. It's really stupid. It was a really stupid dream. The hype is real now. <laughs> Especially because all of this is going in the podcast. Like, you've I got know, three minutes of audio here before you I actually know. get to the intro. Okay, quick question. What is the news network channel that you like i don't <laughs> okay well pick one you got like nbc you got oh, fox geez, you got geez, abc seven that, news uh, yeah um cbs cvs no i know cbs wait is cbs really one yes okay 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 <laughs> good I, we, we're you know we're getting somewhere <laughs> You're gonna laugh at me, but you have to. You have to do it, okay? You have to play along. <laughs> Promise me you'll play along. I yeah okay. Yeah no okay. I'm here. Okay. I'm here. You've got me recording. Okay. Yeah I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be part of this. Okay. Okay, we're going. And now, welcome to the top of the hour. I am your news reporter, Heather Trees, <laughs> here with my co-host. Matt Pasta, and he is going to talk about why we should bring back Jenko jeans. Take it away, Matt. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Jenko jeans were a fashion statement 25-ish years ago, and that's about yeah. the time when the nostalgia window hits, right? Nostalgia window works yeah. in cycles of about 30 years. When you get to about 10 to 15 years, things start to be so old they're not cool anymore. Then after about 20 to 25 years, it starts to be revived in a way so jinko jeans like, at this like, point like the 90s show that just came back based off of the, that 70s show exactly exactly and okay. jinko jeans are about ready for that revival so if you have any vested stock in the jinko branding say i have many uh, many I, i'm sure you own 
more than your fair share. But if you have any kind of interest in this at all, it is time yeah. to start breaking it out. And if you can get in the on the ground floor before anybody, you're kind of extra cool. So it's it's time now to start wearing Jinko okay. jeans again. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you so much for that riveting piece on Jinko jeans and uh, how amazing they are. You're welcome. <laughs> that was it. That That's was my dream. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad I could help. That was exactly. That was, was exactly as bad as I was prepared for. My dream was literally us recording and me going. I'm a news reporter. I'm not going to talk about Jenko jeans. I, I mean, that is that is factually what just happened. Yeah, <laughs> I I honestly thought that like you weren't you weren't going to do as well as you did. Like I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Keep those expectations I, nice and low. I appreciate. Yeah, that. they were very low. I mean, <laughs> like l- low. I thought you were just going to be like Jenko's nice. <laughs> Dead ass in them jeans, though? Damn. God. (laughs) (laughs) No, never say I've never tried for you, all right? Understand that, like... Okay, okay. I had zero preparation and, of all things, was not prepared to be uh, a beat reporter talking about a fashion statement that went out 25 years ago. But here we fucking are, I guess. I feel like I should probably have done some research on Jenko jeans, but all I remember of Jenko jeans is that they were in the 90s and they are god awful. <laughs> I mean, but people <laughs> loved them. It's it's any fashion. Fashion is terrible. There's a reason why I look as like boring as i am because it's not worth trying i just started wearing scrubs to work (laughs) because i was like wearing human clothes every day is becoming really difficult and because i work in a lab like you can wear scrubs like some people choose to wear scrubs and i was like fuck it (laughs) these have just been sitting in my closet i should just wear them and i don't have to think every outfit every day (laughs) look man it's it's blue jeans and it's plain t-shirts that's it that's all i got Um, that's i have i have a lot i have like jeans and leggings i have some skirts i have dresses i have like i have really nice clothing like i have a michael kors wool coat like i got some nice shit (laughs) yeah but like I, i feel like that's because as a woman you have those expectations yeah, like I yeah. wear I wear a hoodie almost regardless of temperature, and when it gets too cold, I have a warmer hoodie. Like this is just the standard I live in. I feel like I mean, you I'm couldn't get away with hot that. Topic uh, for a minute here, but as a plus size woman, you are expected to look nicer so that it deters away from the fatness. Because I try to look nice quite often, even if I'm just going to like the grocery store. <laughs> because it's like expected of you to not look like a goblin because then you're just like this fat blob that doesn't care and people are like you should just kill yourself but if you look nice (laughs) 
it doesn't um put as much strain on you, which is very, very upsetting as an individual. <laughs> I was absolutely laughing because uh, you said the fatness with such an emphasis. I heard the capital T, capital F trademark copyright at the end of it, the fatness. That's me. The fatness. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Yeah, no, I have I have zero things to say on social politics. As someone who is extremely opinionated and tries to pay attention, I have learned the only important thing is to say absolutely nothing. So I have zero zero input other than to say that like uh uh, yes, I I support women. Good. That's all you should say. That's that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. I don't know. It's just it kind of sucks. Um, as like a plus size LGBTQ woman, <laughs> like in today's world, and like I had to have this discussion with my dad because. I mean, I'm going to throw his ass under the bus, but I'm just hanging out with him. And this was pretty recently. And out of fucking nowhere, he just goes, I don't understand why gay people need all of these laws. And I like, mm-hmm. just like, look at him. And I'm just like, excuse me. And he's like, I just, he's like, do you know how much of the population is gay? 1%. And I'm like, well, that's fucking wrong. First of all, I go, second of all, I'm like, you have a gay daughter. And the reason we need so many fucking laws is so that I can have a job and not get fired because I'm gay so that I don't get murdered. And it's not considered a fucking hate crime so that I can have a house. I can rent a place. I can have a bank account. I go, and also on top of that, Also, as a woman, we need a lot more laws catered to us because guess what? Just 20 fucking years ago, Dad, I couldn't have a fucking credit card without a man. Like, I just went off the fucking rails. I was so pissed. Like, what the fuck, dude? And I literally, I I was honest with him. And I was like, as a gay woman, I'm like, if I'm in a relationship with a woman, do you know how difficult it is for me to like even be in public with said other woman and like be open about our relationship? Because we could get fucking murdered for being gay. Like, do you not understand that is a fear I have to live with every single day of my life for the rest of my life? No, you don't. (laughs) And that's why there are fucking laws. Thank you. Mic drop. I said my piece. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the political death podcast. Uh, uh, Hold on. (laughs) Just just hold on a minute. We're going to we're going to get to the funny dead people stuff. But like (laughs) we got there are things that need to be said, I suppose, because that reminds me of a a conversation I had with my old boss and he said something stupid about like, he doesn't understand genders. And I was like, it's really not that complicated. You just are thinking too hard about it. And I'm trying to explain to him that it's like, it's, it's just kind of like how you identify and it's a feeling and all that. He's like, so anything can kind of be a gender. I'm like, yeah, kinda. He's like, so, so Nazis a gender. And I'm like, I just, Oh, (laughs) I get (laughs) I oh I don't have an answer for that. I <laughs> I you're wrong, 
but I can't tell you why you're wrong. So, you know, yeah, you, you got me. Clearly you weren't, you weren't trying that hard in the first place. My bad. My God. <laughs> My God. This guy wasn't even that old. Like, this guy wasn't even that old. Like, that's, that's the part of it that kills yeah. me. Like, this guy was in, like, his late 30s. And it's like, dude, seriously? <laughs> We're not talking about, like... like a 70-year-old man who's trying to figure out how Facebook works so he can post yeah. about some random shit he heard on Fox News. Like, we're, we're, we're talking about a guy who's fairly socially literate who just, like, zero understanding of how anything outside of his world works. It's okay. Like, my mom has been awesome in the whole, like... Um, what was I saying? So she's just been fantastic because like, she's been asking me like, what does like non-binary mean? What does like, like, can you explain more like trans things to me and just like all this stuff. And I'm, it's very, very nice to like, I don't want to say like feel appreciated, but feel more like okay somebody's like actually trying to like gain knowledge and understand these things and like my mom is a huge <laughs> like she loves drag race like rupaul like, it's, like <laughs> her shit i cannot and tell she, if rupaul has done good or bad for the world like it's i would say great great things but <laughs> like <laughs> like my mom like she cries when she hears these people's stories because she's like it is so sad that these people were like kicked from their homes or like were super super religious and like crying every night thinking like why am I gay why do I think I'm a woman like why like I should just kill myself like all this stuff and she's like I couldn't imagine living like that every single day and especially on top of it to be in a world that like doesn't understand and just thinks that like you should die you know yeah like it's 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 hard it's it's ridiculous like honestly i'm like i think the best thing for everyone is just just stop giving a shit about other people and worry about yourself yeah who cares who cares who cares what your neighbor your neighbor Tommy is a 50-year-old man who likes to go grab his newspaper in his bathrobe. If his dick ain't out, who cares? <laughs> Leave him alone. Like, I, you know? I've, started, I've started to change my mind on this a lot, actually. And I, I disagree that it's about who cares. Because I think at this point, what needs to happen is we need to start publicly shaming in the other direction. Like, you know, people can... You hear all the time, you know, you walk into your, your local grocery store... And there's some mid-60s guy having just an absolute racist meltdown in the middle of the store because some 15-year-old making minimum wage told him to put on a mask. Like, you're, you, they, there is so far a public standard of acceptance for people to just lose their shit in a, a conservative way. I want to have an absolute breakdown in public in a liberal way. Like, I want to just go out and be like, holy shit, you people are ruining fucking society. Everybody's <laughs> lives are worse because you opened your fucking mouth. Please, for the love of God, jump off the bridge. I'm over it. 
I feel like that's what needs to start happening is we need to start like loudly being more like this is unacceptable as opposed to just like, yeah. oh, everybody can just mind their own fucking business. No, I'm, o- I'm over it. That didn't work. It sucks. No, now no, now no, you what, now what, you get to be publicly shamed because I know you watch Fox no, News. No, what I need is as people as a whole, like how you're saying this man's mad because he put on a fucking mask. He should just put on a fucking mask. Like, yeah, but that like, that doesn't work. Cares, but that like, hasn't worked. That doesn't work anymore. No, and to be works. and to be honest with you, it's not that I I like am you know pro trans people pro lgbt because i don't care that's the other part of it is it's not like uh an apathy for me where it's like go do whatever you want to do it's like i i genuinely support you doing whatever it is you want to do like i i actually care fairly deeply that these people get to enjoy the life that they want to enjoy so you know just coming in with the argument of like you shouldn't care like that that isn't an argument. We need to be a lot more like, hey, fuckhead, be better. Be better. I mean, I have it when I'm at like the grocery store or I'm like in line getting food or something and like I just had this like a couple months ago. There was this guy. I'm in line at Panda Express. It's the lunch rush. There's a lot of people. They're doing online orders. They're trying to take care of the people in the place like you know, and there's only, like, three of them working. So, like, they're obviously flustered and everything. And this dickhead who's, like, in his 50s just starts, like, yelling, like, there's people in here. You should be taking care of us. I've been here for, like, he said, like, eight minutes in line, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, he just kept going. And the manager's, like, trying to talk to him, like, trying to, like, calm him down. And he just keeps yelling. And I finally, like was like, okay, I'm sick of this. And I'm just like, hey, Baldy, because he's fucking bald, which I mean, I shouldn't have done that, but I did. And he turned around and I'm like, either stop being a fucking dick or leave. Hey, dipshit. I know your day sucks. (laughs) Like, I'm literally like, stay or leave. I go, but either way, go shut your fucking mouth. I'm like, deal with it. They're short staffed. They're trying their best. So if you have a fucking problem with it, great. Walk yourself outside, (laughs) get in your car, and go somewhere else. Exactly. And he shut the fuck up, and he turns back around. And I hear this little kid who's having lunch with her dad just go, she's cool. (laughs) Like, oh my god. And everyone was so fucking quiet afterwards. Because I'm like, no, I'm sick of people's fucking shit. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my god! And then the whole oh my god, I know I'm adding to this, but like, I had a discussion with my grandparents because they were like, all the time we see on the news is how people don't want to work. And my grandma, she was like, why would you want to work at Walmart making fifteen dollars an hour where people don't care about you? And I was like, thank you. I go also uh-huh. this whole there's a worker shortage. Maybe I don't know because we had a million people fucking die, <laughs> like. No, it's, that's we, the other thing, too, is there's not a worker shortage. Because you notice no, how not. how things like uh, office jobs aren't a problem right now. Like, it's there's, no. not a, there's not a shortage of lawyers or doctors or engineers. There's a shortage of minimum wage, uh, you know, doormats. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the problem is nobody wants to work for your piece of shit 
mom and pop shop where you're like, I'll pay you $10 an hour under the table to just deal with my shit for 12 hours a day. Like, no, yeah. nobody wants to do that anymore. And all of a sudden it's, wow, you know, this generation's really entitled. It's like, yeah, they understand their fucking worth. Like, it, I love, I love hearing about like people in our generation and the generation after us who just stop giving a shit. And oh, it's great. It's have you great. have you dealt with one of these like 18-year-olds working at like Dunkin' Donuts who just have no time for your shit? Just like as soon as they get a whiff of the fact that you're gonna cause trouble, you're done. They're you're not yeah. getting anything from them anymore because they're like, I just don't I don't get paid enough. I don't have enough time on this planet to deal with your bullshit today. So yeah. this is yeah. this is how it's gonna be. You want you want your fucking munchkins, you're going to have to deal with the fact that I hate you and you have to cater to me now. So, I I love it. I love it so much. Like I just like so like I used to work at McDonald's. Like I worked there for like 4 years and I I loved being 16 <laughs> and having these people just be awful to me and like, I had this one guy, I had to call the police on him. I'm 16 years old, and he throws a milkshake at me. And I go, sir, you just assaulted a minor. <laughs> and he goes, no, I didn't. You're like in your 20s. And I go, I'm 16. You assaulted your um, a minor. I have your license plate on video. I'm calling the cops. And I pulled out my cell phone, and I showed him 911 on my phone. And I fucking called them. <laughs> That, that That is, like, the antidote to society right now, is we need those like, people in more in more places of power. I, oh, I yeah. cannot wait. I cannot wait till 20 years from now, the first one of these kids uh, runs for some kind of office and <laughs> is, is just, just senator not giving a fuck. It's just like, yeah, uh, by the way, uh, you know, Goldman Sachs just offered me Ten million dollars to not write this bill, so I took it and then wrote the fucking bill anyway. Because bill. what are, what are they gonna do? Say like, oh, does not know corruption works? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I just, oh my god, and I think I think one of the thing I think I'm also very excited for stuff like that of just the whole. The whole thing of, like, the customer is always right. Oh, that went down the fucking drain, like, five years <laughs> Absolutely. ago. It's just going to get worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, oh, my God. I just can't fucking wait. Like, I worked for, um, I worked for Lowe's Corporate for about a year. And I can't tell you the, the amount of people who would call to complain about the biggest bullshit. And I'd be like, great. <laughs> Okay, sounds, what do you want me to do about it? Yeah, it sounds like, like that's over now. Good job. Just like, okay. And like, okay, it technically wasn't Lowe's corporate, but it was also Lowe's corporate because of where I worked. <sighs> like anytime there was like a problem and they'd be like, I'm going to call corporate. Guess what corporate does? Just sends it right back to us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because corporate can't do anything, people. Corporate doesn't give a shit. They don't care. They just go, that sucks. Click. <laughs> so great when, when you get to pull the, like, I am the manager, basically. 
Yeah. Just be like, look, your problem's not getting solved here, friend. I don't know what, what you intend on doing about it. I don't know who you think you're going to talk to, but uh, yeah. you're going to put in way more effort than it's worth to do. And uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be I'll be glad in a week and a half when you get that letter from corporate that says you can come in here and get your $2.50 coffee again. By all means. Yeah. By all means, you go through that much trouble. I would gladly give it to you at that point. It's just, oh my God. Like, I remember I had this one guy. He ordered a washer and a dryer, okay? And they were coming on the same day, but they had somehow been... Like, they had gotten split because we had one in the warehouse, but the other one was at a store. So, it was going to be two separate deliveries, and he calls mad as shit that it was two separate deliveries, and he goes, cancel it and redo it, because I want it on the same truck, and I'm like, sir... We don't have that in the warehouse. It is going to come from a store and it's going to do the same exact thing that it did today. And he goes, I don't fucking care. You make it work. And I go, I just told you exactly what it's going to do. And I did it and it did the same thing. And he wouldn't answer any of our phone calls saying, sir, it's it's going to be two deliveries. And he calls me back on the day of the delivery going, where's my dryer? And I go, it'll be there in 30 minutes. Like I told you. And he goes, well, I don't want it then. Give me a refund. And I'm like, I will gladly give you a refund. It's already done. And then I get a call back 30 minutes later. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I actually want my stuff. I go, great. I can redo it for you. It'll be there in a week. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, well, it's on the truck right now. And I go, no, you canceled it. It's been refunded. It'll be there in a week. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> like, Good. Like, I would have so many people... Scream saying they don't want it. Give them a refund. It was on the truck. I say, great. Here's your refund. And then I get a call back going, wait, no, I want it. I was just angry. And I'm going, great. We'll reschedule Maybe. another delivery for you in another couple of days. Take a fucking lesson. <laughs> Maybe you should deal with that instead of just, you know, assuming that I'm going to be like, no, please give my company more money. My CEO <laughs> only has eight Porsches. Like, how is he ever... Yeah going to get from his gigantic fucking house in California to his gigantic fucking house in Texas without a ninth fucking luxury car. Like, yeah. <laughs> please, dear God, I need you to buy this $100 piece of technology because I would be sad otherwise. And that's the important part. No, it's so it's so nice just, to see. It it's was so nice. So, it was always just so funny because they're going like, "Well, you didn't refund it yet, did you?" And I'm like, "You told me mm -hmm. on the phone that that's recording to issue you a full refund, and I did." <laughs> hey, you and know that little automated so message that says this this uh, this phone this call will be recorded? Yeah, yeah. No, they're and actually would, doing that. I would state that going. You told me to give you. A full refund. You did not take the product. The product is on the truck. I issued you a full refund. It will be there in seven to ten business days, depending on your bank. Mm hmm Because, like, what you told me to. Yeah. I did what the customer told me to. <laughs> that sucks. You have to wait another week for your washer-dryer combo that you really wanted, Patricia. Yeah. 
Maybe, <laughs> maybe if you were a bitch, you would have already had it. Oh, you have to go to the laundromat to do your laundry because you didn't take the washer or dryer because you were mad about a little scratch that was on it? That fucking sucks. I would have given you a 20% fucking discount to take it. But no, you wanted a full refund. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember this one guy. There was this one guy who returned seven refrigerators because he would find the littlest tiny problem and return it. And after the seventh one, we told him, you are not getting another refrigerator. And he goes, excuse me? And we go, you are not getting another refrigerator. And he goes, well, I'll just go to Home Depot. And he went, great. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I can't tell you how many times I had people go, I'll just go to Home Depot. And we're like, okay. And they're like, aren't you mad? And we go, no. <laughs> I wonder where this arrogance what, came from. Because it's, it's like, unbelievable. They, oh, well, I, I blame a huge part of it. On things like Amazon, where you get something, you want it right now. You have it that same day. You don't want to wait. It has to be perfect. Like, it has gotten so bad. And I'm like, what the fuck did people used to do 20 years ago? You'd have to wait like a month for your shit. And it's these same people who had to wait that long for their stuff who are assholes. It's not people my age. It's not people in their 30s. It's people 50, 60, 70 who are just so, like, need it now, need it now, need it now. And it's like, I don't understand. Like, that's like, the where thing, did this though. arrogance That's come the from? thing, though, is the kids who were raised on instant gratification aren't the ones who are unfeeling and uncaring when they don't get exactly what they want. There is something hmm. about the older generations to where they are just horribly arrogant and conceited and only care about what they can get. And I don't know if yeah. it's just like it happened to be how business used to be done to where the the dollar from the customer was genuinely that important that you could, you know, make threats as a customer. I didn't I wasn't alive in the 70s. That might have been the case at some point. But like at this point, I, I can't imagine a 16 year old walking into a store and being like, well, I'm just going to take my business elsewhere. Because they care less than you do. So I don't understand where all of this arrogance and, like, center of the universe thinking comes from to where I can, like, what's even the logic in asking for a refund? Like, what, what do you think they're going to not do it? Do you think they're going to yeah. be like, oh, I've, you, you want me to refund it? Oh, that's, I, that's, that's crazy. I couldn't possibly do that for you. Like, what? what is your end game there other than just to, like, throw out what little power you have in the conversation as an attempt to get some kind of concession? I don't understand. Yeah, like, you're not going to... You're asking for a refund. I refunded you. Like, our transaction is done here, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what more you want. You got your money back. If I'm you done. Wanted, if you wanted something, you could have just fucking told me. Like if this was asked. about if this was about like hey could I get like ten percent off on this because that delivery is annoying there's probably something you could have done to make that kind of thing happen yeah. but like actually yeah if but instead it's like oh because I have to be inconvenienced for like you said twenty minutes 
while they're setting up the first one, the second one shows up. Like, it's not as if, like, oh, it's going to take another week and a half or anything. You're talking yeah. about two trucks on the same day. So, like, j- they were literally for this minor their, inconvenience, their I'm going to throw 30 minutes apart. 30 minutes. By the time your washer would have been hooked up, your dryer would have been there. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, unbelievable. <laughs> Like, this is what I mean. I'm like, I just don't understand. And, like, that's my biggest thing, too, is, like, if there was a scratch, if there was a debt, you know, like, we did give, like, discounts. We did give you money back for keeping the product because, like, we understand, like, it's not perfect. Like, here's some money. Like, we're sorry that this happened. We're sorry that they're in boxes being shipped to you like (laughs) stuff isn't going to be perfect all the time and like i said you buy a thousand dollar product we can give you 20 percent off you can get 200 bucks back because there is a fucking little scratch on it Mm -hmm. take the extra money don't just send it back (laughs) what i i never i'll never i'll never understand it 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 drives me absolutely nuts also Um, here's the biggest thing for Lowe's, we will bring the product into your house mm-hmm. and we will do basic installation. So like washers, we'll do electric dryers, we'll do certain refrigerators, like stuff like that. They don't do any gas products, obviously, because you need people who are gas certified, at least in the state of New York, to set those things up. And then if you have a refrigerator with a water line, you are supposed to have a plumber come and do that. So, like, they'll do basic installations for you. You want to know what Home Depot does? They leave your shit at the fucking curb of your Mm -hmm. house, and they leave. Yeah. Home Depot will not bring your product in the house. They will not install the product for you because it is too much of a liability. And when I would have people who are 60, 50 years old who I know can't lift an entire Samsung fucking fridge into their house going, well, I'm going to Home Depot, I'd go, great, enjoy bringing it into your own house from the curb. (laughs) And they'd be like, what? I'd be like, I already issued you your refund. Go to Home Depot. They'll gladly leave it for you at your curb. Have a nice day, Trisha. Oh, make sure. Have a nice day, Paul. Make sure when you go to Home Depot, you tell them how much of a bitch we were so that they're even yeah. less likely to actually work with you because they understand <laughs> that it's probably not the underpaid worker who is a piece of shit in that transaction. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I got to be honest, because of where I worked, I actually made pretty good money. (laughs) Like, for the job I did and for the amount of shit I didn't have to do. I'm not even, Matt, I'm not even kidding you. I would spend at least four hours just on my phone. (laughs) Just. No, I remember. Just getting paid, doing nothing. I remember because you used to bitch about it to me. Like, God, I just have to sit here for the next three hours. Yeah, it was really annoying. Entertain (laughs) me. I'm bored. And now I'm at a job where I'm like constantly doing stuff and I'm like, this is great. And then, and then when we have moments where there's nothing to do, I'm like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, yeah, I'm glad I'm recording this so that, uh, the next time you text me about, uh, how much your job pisses you off, I can just, I'll, I'll cut out a snippet of this and be like, yeah, yeah, this job sucks. I know. I, I hear you. 
I have never said this job sucks. I've said this job can be a lot and overwhelming and stressful, but it never sucks. Okay. Okay. I like my job. I've got, I've got, Actually, I've got it my. Has gotten... <laughs> I've got my evidence saved. No, I texted you, being like, "It's a lot. I don't know what to do." But I'm thinking it's just because I'm new to a lot of stuff. And I'm going to be 100% honest with you. It actually is getting easier. That's good. Yeah, it is. Like, now that I actually, like, kind of know what the fuck I'm doing, it's definitely getting a lot easier. <laughs> like, I actually got out of work on Saturday at, like, 10 o'clock. That never happens. I never leave at 10. I literally had nothing else to do. And I was just kind of like, I could stay and just make the money. And then I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm leaving. <laughs> nah. Nah, nah, nah. Like, I got everything done, and I was just like, okay, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, it's Heather here. Just giving a quick uh, little shout-out that you could follow us on Twitter at DeathPod69, Instagram at DeathPodcast. We also do live stream on occasion at twitch.tv slash deathpodcast, and we upload those live streams to youtube.com slash deathpod. We also do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash deathpod. And all we ask for is just a dollar to five dollars a month, which gives you access to our Discord. And hopefully sometime in the future, we'll even make merch. So whatever you're listening to on whatever platform, go ahead and leave us five stars and comment if you like what you hear. I'm going to get okay, well, this podcast that, back on track here. Yeah, I've been after trying. That, um, we are 36 minutes in. Yeah, I know. I saw that, too. <laughs> it was like, I told you. You've already got your title. This is going to be the political death pod. Like, this is definitely political, <laughs> political uh, customer service based. Yep, I'll do I'll do my story first because it it'll be short. Uh, well, you said you didn't know which one you were doing. Well, now I do because um, we love um, we love Jesus people. Like we're, <laughs> we're we're all about we're all about them Jesus people, right? Jesus I people, love great Jesus. people. Wait, am... wait, Matt, hold on, hold on. Um, I love Jesus so much. And I'm I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you, and I'm I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. He's such a fucking bottom. <laughs> and he is such a fucking masochist. And like I'm a goddamn sadist. If, if I had a man come up to me saying crucify fix crucify me mommy i would be like done <laughs> so <laughs> okay um jesus you can you can slide into my dms i'm ready um <laughs> just call me mommy please thanks <laughs> that's all okay okay go ahead so Matt. yes uh i i'm sure i'm sure these guys uh didn't like Jesus like that. Not, you know, probably not. Oh. Uh, I mean, I, I think, I think that they love him in a different way. And I think their love for him outweighs yours because but like, <sighs> I know, trust me, I know, but like, mm. man, you know, how, what would you do? To, to try to convince somebody that uh, that you love Jesus. Like, but, I mean, knowing you, you're going to be like, I would crucify somebody. To be, <laughs> like, 
I would, I would absolutely just like. I would, um, I would take a knife and carve, carve Jesus into my titties. <laughs> I guess. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. How hardcore do I have to go to like prove my love for Jesus to this person? Uh, the guy's name is. I've seen different spellings of it. It's either James Sakara or James Sakala. Uh, okay. He's a Zambian uh, Zionist Christian pastor. And okay, uh, so like pretty hardcore. Well, he's he's a he's a pastor in in the town of Chidi, Chidiza Chidiza, um, and he wanted to. Uh, I I don't know if the word. Um, he he wanted to redo the story of Jesus. He wanted to tell all the story of Jesus. And okay. uh, he got stuck on um, the resurrection of Jesus. So, you know, I, I was a good, you know, son of a Christian parent who sent them to fucking Bible school once a week. So my recollection of the resurrection was basically that they threw his dead body in a cave and then checked on it later and it just wasn't there anymore. <laughs> like that was that's that's how I remember this story. Uh they didn't they didn't just like throw a guy in a cave. Um they buried him alive. And I've seen I've seen conflicting reports from whether it was 30 minutes later or 3 days later. That they came back to find him, and believe it or not, he did not survive three days in the ground. Uh, Here's also my thing. Um, Depending, so the reason we bury people six feet um, is because animals will dig to get the dead body to eat it. So if they did a shit job of burying this person in a cave where animals probably go into, um, they could have just dragged this man away and ate him. I mean, it's possible, but I like, guess. we're not, we're not going to like dissect the realities of the, the stories in the Bible. All right. We've already gone way overboard in terms of secularity on this, this episode. We don't need to be more divisive than we've already been. We're not going to debunk the Bible we're right now. The we're gonna- okay. Hold on. Can we, can we just uh, mention Daddy Preacher? Is this is this man also a Daddy Preacher? <laughs> uh, no, he was twenty two, okay. but <sighs> not Daddy. Not Daddy. Do you I remember mean... when I was like, "Ooh, Daddy Preacher," and you were like, "Don't ever put those two words together ever again." <laughs> Look, I've given up a long time ago in trying to police you. You're gonna just like happen, and I'm just here to. Try to bring some context to it because it's okay. it, there. There's a wild world out there, um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> buried himself alive to try to reenact the uh, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Fucking died okay. in the ground. Uh, I I did see some reports that say that his followers, of which I believe there were three. Uh, tried to do some kind of um, what did they call it? Uh, they tried to revive him, 
they tried to do some uh, religious rituals to try to revive him. I have no idea. I would love to know what rituals they're trying to perform to... Hold, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is after three days? Yeah, dude's been in yeah, the ground uh, for three days. Yeah, gone. I, <laughs> like... Yeah, no, I don't uh, understand what what they're trying to accomplish. But, like... So, did he think he was, like, the next Jesus? Or, like, he just really had it in him to reenact Jesus's Here it is. The, the, they, they called them, quote, spiritual exercises to resurrect him. What? What, what are you trying to do? If you just... Look, I know CPR isn't working, but if you just put a Bible between him, your hands and his chest, all of a sudden the CPR is three times as effective... And maybe we can resurrect the guy that's been dead for three days. I don't. I don't understand. Really hard, if you just pray so hard. If I can get five hundred thousand people to tweet thoughts and prayers at him, maybe just maybe <laughs> he'll come back to life. If you donate to my uh, my GoFundMe for the name of Jesus Christ, uh, he'll come back. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yeah. Also, can I just state um, the fact that Jesus Christ is a bottom, you know. <laughs> do, we, do, we, do, we, do we have, like, some, like, a disclaimer here? Like, <laughs> you know, we we've already established idea. how much I want to fuck Jesus, but, like, disclaimer... <laughs> I'm still respectful. He may not be interested. Look, dude is Persian. Like they're all they're all kinds of like, you know, not touchy feely. So like I get it, but That's why like the whip is fine. <laughs> I don't have to have physical contact with him. I just you know. No. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Now that we know too much about me, Matt. <laughs> you you brought this forward based on the Listen. fact that I said you like Jesus. That was it. Listen. You- <laughs> when there is a submissive bottom bitch boy, that's on him. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't it doesn't help that like the dude was fucking jacked and like that beard like i get it just like you you also like you dug this hole yourself you could have left it at he's a fucking bottom and i was right there with you like hell yeah i get it submissive ass jesus i'm i'm right there with you and then you're like oh because i want to fucking crucify him and i'm like oh maybe we're we've taken a step we've definitely taken a step i I wouldn't call it the correct direction anymore. We, we've gone. You nail me to this cross, mommy. <laughs> I'm you gonna make him? Are you gonna make him carry it across the fucking city first? I'll make him fucking come. That's the. Whole, that's what he gets afterwards. I'm like, you are a good boy. I can just see you in the back of your in the back of the church, trying desperately to not be noticed while like biting your lip and staring up at the pulpit, like just like. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd fucking do that. I go, I go to a fucking, fucking church, I'd fucking right? put him up and they there. have this like massive picture of like a crucified Jesus, and I'm just in the ba- picture. The, they've like, got fucking statues. I'm just like, I'm just moaning. <laughs> I'm just like. Mm. Sounds sounds like a fucking jackass bit. Just sit in the back of the the church and just every now and again. Oh. <laughs> just, just quietly to yourself. Mm. <laughs> They start reading from the Bible. Oh, Lord. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> I just, like, come a little. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, she's, like, really into this. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Fuck me, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my story today. I hope I hope it's a good follow up because this has been uh, a I, this is what I would call a bad episode of this podcast. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> you are like I don't, like I don't feel. I do not. I do not feel good about this. I'll say it now. Not feeling great. <laughs> I, you know. Wait, why? Look, I understand. Uh, Hitler should have ate shit. Was a good uh, a good starting point. I don't think. Uh, I don't. I don't think down with the economy is really gonna hit quite as hard. And uh, you know, as much as I love Susan, idolizing Jesus as a sex object, maybe you know, not not the most marketable thing we've ever done on this on this show. Uh, I'm definitely titling this one "Jesus is the Bottom." Oh, a hundred percent. See, I mean, something. Thing, yeah, we have to include something political in there because the first half hour is going to be real confusing if you click on an episode <laughs> called "Jesus is a Bottom" and just accept- <laughs> just me going off of the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to pee. <laughs> You're gonna fucking pause the recording. <laughs> no, keep it going. Keep it going. Oh fuck. That's not, that's not Pausing better. To- that's not a better solution. Matt, Matt, just talk about <laughs> me and Jesus together, okay? And so that when I listen to this back when I edit it, I have a good laugh, okay? Oh, okay. Make up a story about me doming Jesus. <laughs> oh. I'll be back. Oh, okay, no. Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Go, oh, Matt, go. Oh, fuck. All right. Look. <laughs> here's the thing right i agree jesus is a bottom like that that guy was not about to stand up for himself with anything really um i'm not 100 percent sure he's a sexual bottom though i feel like that guy personally would would be more like i control the fucking planet bitch you think you're gonna control me so here i agree in concept to where you're coming from. I don't think he would put up with your shit. To be honest. I feel like he's exactly the type to push back. And that might not be a bad thing. To be honest. But I, I don't think he's going to roll over. I don't think he's getting fucking crucified a second time. And not for sex. For sure. He kind of had a bit more of a righteous reason to do it the first time. Uh, I don't think... Um, I don't think some ass is really going to get that guy to, like, do much of anything. You know, you couldn't pay him. 
you couldn't bribe him. You couldn't offer him anything. He wouldn't accept, you know, payment or or trade for his deeds. He ain't he ain't doing that kind of shit. She's back. Be quiet. Did you finish? Sure. <sighs> okay. Can I just say that Elowen is sweeping like the little sweet little angel baby that she is? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Did y'all miss me? I'm back. Who's y'all? <laughs> uh, our listeners, because we actually have some. Thank you very much. I mean, you know. Maybe not after this episode. We they haven't made them. it this far. <laughs> if they clicked you know, on, they, they aren't actually, sticking yeah, around. If they've made it this far, they're not going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. All right. Um, also. Also. Um, I don't know how this happened, but Minecraft dogs are ruining my life. Our, is our second best episode. <laughs> Um, it was literally like one of the bottoms, and now it's <laughs> now it's in, up to par with Susan. I I don't want to put Minecraft dogs and Susan on the same plane. Like those that that is not an equivalent thing, right there. How did this happen? I have, and then stuff. How does any of this happen, Officer Woods? Also, I haven't looked at this in like three days. So somebody like binge, like binged this because like, holy shit. Like how, how has any of this happened? Why is anybody listening to any of this? Like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I'm very confused on. Okay. Also, Ashburn is at 133 downloads now. So can we just like give a shout out to Ashburn? That looks like a glitch. Why is it? I guess just longevity? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Okay, so anyway, my story today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's As, it's a long one, so buckle up, boys, girls, non-binaries, and at least whoever, you take, whatever you are. At least you could take what? solace in the fact that... No matter how this story goes, you can't make the episode worse. So, like, we're already... We're <laughs> it's not a bad episode, Matt. Yeah. We had a very <laughs> It kind of is. We had a very open, good political, economical... Like, I cannot wait. Generational I cannot wait to discussion. learn. I cannot wait to learn that Ashburn is a neo-Nazi and just, like... Fucking hates us from now. <laughs> like I can't. We, we we don't have any Apple reviews, and all of a sudden we start getting death threats because it's the one guy. Oh. Oh. Tell me you wouldn't be ecstatic to get a death threat. I would love to start getting death I threats. Mean, I would kind of like it. Fucking swap me, <laughs> please. I need that in my they, life. They would literally be like, "I want Heather to fucking die." And I'd be like, uh-huh, "Same." Oh, <laughs> we agree on something. Oh my god, you want me to go kill myself? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna do it anyway, but if you insist. Like, 
I'm on I'm on medication, sir. I will stop taking it. <laughs> like Oh, okay. So anyway, my story today is yes. on the Pappen sisters, who are also like me from France. Gross. Shut the fuck up, Matt. Where are you from, huh? What's what's your background? I, mm, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm the whitest. Up. I'm the whitest dude you know, with blue eyes and a fucking like bastardized German Italianish name, maybe. I mean, I'm white. Yeah, but French white. So like, one step, you know. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> the Pappen sisters were from, were from a place in Le Mans. I don't think I'm saying that right. I think it's Le Mans. It is 100% Le Mans. It is Le Mans. Okay, I'm like Le Mans. So their mother was... Um... <laughs> Cle- Clements Didet? Didet? This is my favorite recurring bit on this show, where Heather researches a topic incredibly heavily, but not once does she think to go figure out how these things are actually pronounced. And it's even better when it's her own self-proclaimed culture. Like, these are like my people from France, and I still don't know how to say their name. I'm I'm looking it up. Okay, okay. Okay, hold on, hold on. We're spread. Please hold use on. like that te- text to speech. I just. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's Clemence Dede. Okay, okay, okay. Clemence Dede. <sighs> oh, and their. Uh, okay, and their father, uh, Gustav. Okay, I don't know if I'm saying Papin right. I want to say Papin. <laughs> I would say that's probably more accurate. Yeah. Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna try that. Papin. <laughs> It's Pappen. them Pappen sisters. Oh, it's... Wait. It's Papa. What? What? Wait, can you say it slower? How do I... <laughs> Fafa? Papa? Papa? <laughs> okay, they're Pappen. <laughs> they're the Pappens. I can't. I don't know what them, she's saying. Damn, 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 damn Pappens. <laughs> anyway, Pappen. Okay, so there were rumors that um, I already forgot how to say her fucking name. Bad. This is really bad. (laughs) Okay, there were rumors that Clemence was having an affair with her boss, um, but Gustav loved her anyway. And in October 1901, she became pregnant, and Gustav married her. And in 1902, baby Amelia Pappen was born. Um, and at this time, Gustav is still wondering if Clemence is still having an affair with her boss. And so he decided to take a job in another town to, like, move the family away so that she wasn't having an affair with her boss still. Um, okay. And that was... Uh, about two years after Amelia had been born. And so Gustav announced, I took this job, we're moving, and then Clemence threatened to kill herself because she would rather die than leave Le Mans. And it 
basically just strengthened Gustav's suspicion that, like, she was having an affair. Of course. And took a couple of days, and she was like, you know what? Yeah, let's move. It's fine. Because don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm having an affair, you know? So because, you know, women, you know, France was really pro-woman back in 1902. So I can yeah. understand, you know, she would definitely have a good argument for being like, yeah, no, I just wanted to leave my husband and children because <laughs> I wanted to. And like, you know, I already had my boss to fall back with. So like we were all win-win anyway. Yeah. 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 So, um, unfortunately, their relationship was becoming more volatile and, oh, no. um, yeah, <laughs> there were like reports that <clears throat> Clemence basically, basically showed no affection, um, for like her children or her husband. She was an extremely unstable individual, like mentally um gustav had turned to alcohol and <laughs> wait so wait, it's not it's 19 it took him this long i, I figured it took him he this would, long to turn to alcohol i figured yeah. he would already be there i figured that's yeah. the first option right like oh my wife's cheating on me well that's that sounds like an excuse to get drunk <laughs> i'm out just um not not good and you're so, in France. Are you already drinking wine all the time? Like, I'm so lost. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, anyway, um, when Amelia was... <laughs> so, when Amelia so, was between 9 or 10 years old, uh, Clemence actually sent her to the Bon Pasteur Catholic Orphanage. Um, and later information had come around that Gustave actually raped Amelia, and later she actually joined the cov- a covent and became a nun. Um, and Clemence, in the time being with Gustav, had also had two other children, and her and Gustav sent both of their kids also away to an orphanage. I mean, it's a sound um, strategy, man. I don't got to deal with yeah. these fucking children. Let yeah, the, pretty let, much. Let the church deal with it. I don't give a shit. I'll yeah. get I'll get all the benefits when they turn fourteen or whatever it is, and get to like graduate out of here. And in the meantime, somebody else can fucking deal with it. Yeah. So the middle child, um, who was born after Amelia, is Christine. Um, she was considered the difficult one. She was born in nineteen oh five, and soon after she was born. Uh, Christine's parents actually gave her to her father's sister and she was actually like super, super happy to have Christine. And she actually stayed with her aunt for seven years. Um, and then after that, she went and she also entered a Catholic orphanage <laughs> and she also wanted to join a convent, but um, Claymont wouldn't allow it and instead put her into employment Uh and she had an average intelligence. Her and her personality was stronger and everything. Um, but the employers had reported that she could be insolent at times. But she was still, like, a hard worker and everything. Um, and then you have Leia, who was 
the youngest. She was born in 1911. Um, she was like a little bit like lower intelligence, more introverted, quiet, obedient, everything. Um, she actually was with uh, Clemence's uh, brother until he died. And then she also went into a religious orphanage <laughs> until she was 15. <laughs> I'm sensing a trend. I, I, yeah, yeah, you can, you can I'm tell, I'm noticing right? a pattern, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Christine and Leah, who were at working age now in 1926, um, they actually landed a live-in job together in Le Mans, um, in the home of the Lancelin family. It was a retired lawyer, his wife, Leonie, and their adult daughter, uh, Genevieve. That was my, um, my great-aunt's name, great-aunt Genevieve. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I loved her. She was a very sweet woman. Um, so Christine served as the family cook and Leia cleaned the house. So she was like the maid. Um, the sisters were actually like pretty good, um, good housemaids, everything. Every Sunday they attended church, you know, were diligent workers, proper behavior. Um, they weren't very social um, they kind of just preferred to stay with each other, the sisters, and they always had a two-hour break um, after lunch, and they would just, like, go to their room together and just, like, hang out, and we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this <laughs> in the coming, coming minutes. <laughs> yeah, this is just, this is the old, you know, historian, oh, man, they were best friends. They even lived together for 35 years. <laughs> Best friends. Uh, just remember, they are actually sisters. Best friends. Remember that. So anyway, um, it's 1933. They had been with the Lancelins for six years at this time. Christine is 27. Leah is 21. And on February 2nd, uh, Miss Lancelin and her daughter arrived home around 530 uh, to a mostly dark house. And it was the second time in a week that the, they had like an iron like thing to control the electricity in the house. And it had caused like an electrical fuse to blow while Christine was ironing. And, but it had just been repaired and like returned the other day. And the repairman was like, I couldn't find anything wrong with it. So I don't know. Like, I don't know what's wrong. Um, and when Christine informed Miss Lancelin that it had broken again, she was extremely angry and a whole dispute kind of broke out. There had never been like difficulties, but apparently Miss Lancelin was like a real stickler. Like she would put white gloves on and like check for dust and like give feedback all the time about how like they could do things better or like go redo things, you know, just kind of like really up their asses. <laughs> and as Christine is getting yelled at, she kind of um, snaps and she's at the top of the stairs, right, on, on a landing. And she lunges <laughs> at Genevieve, tears her eyes out with her fingers, and Christine's sister, Leia, quickly joins in and grabs Miss Lancelin. <laughs> And Christine orders Leia to also guide, like, gouge her eyes out. 
Then Christine runs downstairs to the kitchen, gets a knife and hammer, proceeds back upstairs, and bludgeons the mother and daughter and slices them up. Uh, they also used a pewter pitcher that sat on a table at the top of the stairs to bash their heads in. Um, they estimated the incident lasted about 30 minutes, but obviously they were fucking slaughtered. Um, Mr. Lancelin and his son-in-law arrived home at about 7 p.m. and the door was bolted from the inside and the men were unable to enter and, like, they knew somebody was home, and it was extremely dark, except for, like, a faint light up at the upper level. And so they actually went and got the police for help. And so the police come, they enter the house, they climb the stairs, and found the two murdered women. Um, so they're, like, their faces had been, like, completely demolished. Like, there were teeth scattered around the floor. One of Genevieve's eyes was on the top stairs laying there. Um, they found another eye underneath her body, um, hidden in the folds of, uh, Genevieve's neck scarf were, were eyes. <laughs> um, How so many eyes did they find? She had they found, they found just four, just four eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> They started gouging out the eyes of the neighbors to plant them on Genevieve. So that yeah, there was just, yeah. there was just eyes everywhere. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, so after police discovered the bodies, they're searching the rest of the house and they're thinking that a person came in and killed also the maids the, the same way, the sisters. Um, so when investigators ascended to the upper level where the maids room was, the door was locked. A locksmith went to the scene to unlock it, and when the police proceeded to open it, they found the girls in bed um, together with their robes on. Some say they were naked. Not 100% sure. Next to the bed on a chair lay a bloody hammer with hair stuck to it. The police asked them what had happened, and the sisters immediately confessed to the crime. Yeah. And so, obviously, they were arrested. They were taken into uh, custody. Christine became extremely distressed and was having like desperate fits when the sis when the police had separated the sisters. And eventually the authorities allowed a meeting between the sisters and reportedly Christine behaved and spoke in a way that implied a sexual relationship. <laughs> um they also so when they were going to court and stuff, um the court had appointed three doctors to administer psychological evaluations on the sisters. And they said Christine exhibited like an indifference toward the world. And she indicated that she had like uh -oh, no you? attachments to anything except to Leah. Uh-oh. And, but like, uh -oh, they I said that her affection to her sister was of like family devotion and they didn't oh, no. suspect any sexual context within the relationship. <laughs> um, and they said that Leia looked up to Christine as a big sister or more like a mother figure. Um, and it came back that they had no pathological like mental disorders or issues, no family history of anything like that, and deemed them basically completely sane. Um, <laughs> so, like, they think that their close union was what caused them to act out and do this, like, together. Um, so, 
what was I going to say? Um, oh, I'm missing that part. I remember this though. Um, so Christine was supposed to be, um, given the guillotine, but instead they changed it to just life in prison for her. Um, because obviously she was like the instigator and basically like made Leah join her. If, if you think about it. So, uh, she didn't exactly fare well in prison without her sister. She exhibited bouts of madness. She became severely depressed, despondent. And eventually she just refused to eat. They had transferred her to a mental institution and she still continued to starve herself until she died in 1937. And then Leia, who she was just given a 10 year sentence in jail, but she was doing really, really well, like good behavior. So she served eight years of her 10 year sentence. Um, So in 1941, she became free she lived with her mother, um, basically under an assumed name, like a different name, and just worked in hotel housekeeping. Um, there are some accounts that she died in 1982, but there was a film that was being made called In Search of the Pappen Sisters in 2000. Um, and Claude Ventura, who was the maker of the film, actually claimed to have found Leah living in a hospice center in France, but she had suffered a stroke and was partially paralyzed and, and unable to speak. And uh, she actually passed away in 2001. So she lived to be like wow, 99. Yeah. Uh, actually, hold on. When was Leah born? I yeah, think Leah was born in 1911. No, I think she was 1911. Oh, no, that was um, that was the middle one. That was Christine. Okay. So, yes. Like 90. Yeah, Leah was born in 1911. So she was 90 years old. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. So I did want to talk about, um, so people were saying that Christine was pushed to murder (laughs) because she was very just like angry with basically like poor labor, poor conditions, like a poor life, like, and was just kind of like snapped because of everything that had happened. Or, so, do you think, do you think, like, the cause of her murdering was because she was treated poorly by the owners of the house? Or do you think it's because, like, everything is a combination? I mean, it's hard to ever pinpoint one thing like that. So, it's tough for me to say, like, oh, yeah, if it were for this one variable it would have been entirely different but just to say like no shit all the variables were exactly the way they were so i like i'm also not ruling out the uh, the fact that she's just not well as a person like the <laughs> i feel like there's got to be a proclivity in there i mean it sounds very like the the joke i wanted to make at some point in there was like have you ever heard of like the destruction rooms you can rent out where like for half yeah. an hour, they just have breakable yeah. shit in a room. It sounds like that where like she just started getting into it and was like off of releasing a whole bunch of steam and on, you know, whatever adrenaline high she was on and was like, now we're, we're going 200% into this. So like, it's, it's tough for me to say like, yeah, she had a shitty job and it just broke her. Which, you know, 
kudos on making a topical episode, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I don't, it's tough for me to say it was any one thing. If anything, I, I would say, like, I would say she probably wasn't particularly well in the first place. Yeah. Which it's tough to, to try to insinuate that because then you also start to get into like the the lesbian incest angle of it and you're like, is yeah. that starts to get tied to part. mental illness. That starts to get tied to mental illness. And I'm like, I don't want to say uh that's evidence that she was crazy. But well, and here's the thing, because some some were stating that, like, there wasn't a relationship between the two, that it was just purely, like, sisterly love. And then other people are stating that, like, it, it depends on the reports that you're reading. So it's like, okay, were, there, were they are twisting you this to make it more than it actually was? Or is it actually true? Like, they were lovers and boy oh boy do i have the best comment for this because not only are we gonna get political in this house not only are we gonna get political again we're gonna go into a callback because okay you're gonna talk about like how you know the the pappin sisters them pappin girls were were all lesbian and touchy-feely on each other uh i don't (laughs) that's exactly what i'm thinking that yeah. wasn't that wasn't an argument at the time. Nobody was like, "Oh yeah, those two guys who like they're the only thing each other has in the world and they just live together in the tiniest little room in a disgusting hovel that they've built for themselves." Nobody's talking about them as, you know, incestuous gay they, lovers. Yeah. It's strictly the two women. So, I I would I would be on board with throwing that away as a talking point just because like I from what you were saying like it's all conflicting reports and it was like yeah you know yeah obviously you know when the one person that's you're the closest to in the world you get like pulled away from and go to jail and then you come back together yeah there's going to be a bit of like holy fuck. I I missed you for however long because we're all we have. Like, obviously, yeah. there's going to be a bit of that. Uh, it does not necessarily mean that they were fucking in the background if they yeah. missed well, each like, other. My, my thing like, was, like, when it said, like, the locksmith came and, like, opened the door and the police entered. And, like, some are saying that they were naked. Some are saying, like, they were in robes. I'm like, these girls are, like, probably, like, coated in fucking blood and we're probably taking their clothes off and cleaning them. So, like, I don't think they're fucking after they just did this, you know? I think they're just trying to get clean. <laughs> I mean, again, like, I can see both sides of that argument, too. Because what you've just done is is a massive act of passion and adrenaline. So I can yeah. see, like, I'm not going to insinuate one way or the other other than to say that, like, does it? fucking matter (laughs) is that is is that gonna be like what this story is about whether they did or not like does it it affect anything point of the story of like them being in love and i'm just kind of like even if they were in love with each other like i'm not gonna say it's right but 
they only had each other. Like, they were basically disowned from their parents, thrown into a fucking orphanage, like, then were forced to go into work, like... Yeah, like, I I don't... It's, again, trying to gauge the levels of the different opinions I have is a bit... Like, I don't like any of it. Like, how much yeah. of it is, I think they were kind of crazy to begin with, especially the yeah. older one. Uh, how much of it is, uh, you know, they were just absolutely fed up with the dog shit hand they were dealt. How much of it is just spur of the moment once you, you know, cracked that damn, the whole, you know, water flood, right? Like, how how much of it was just like... They were in a shitty situation and found a way out of it. I, I don't know. And yeah. trying to trying to parse those different things out based off of uh, a 15-minute conversation in a comedy podcast is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> so. <laughs> we get political, <laughs> ladies and we gentlemen. We do now. Welcome. <laughs> The next podcast is probably going to be some drunken bullshit. So if you're looking forward to that. <laughs> like, the, I don't know. I, really, I think I. I, <laughs> Go ahead. I think it's healthy to have these discussions. And I think it's a good. What do I want to say? I think it's nice that I have a friend and a co-host that I can have discussions like this with. And if people have a problem with how our podcast episode is, who cares? <laughs> Ashburn, I am waiting on your death threats. Uh, I'm not going to give you an address or anything like that. Because, um, you know, it's the internet and you can find it, I'm sure. So, um... I, I await your letter. I expect it oh. to be handwritten. Uh, I'm not going to put a word count on it. I want you to be creative. Um, and uh, I will write back. So, um, um, Matt, just uh, just uh, could you just message me um your address, please? Thanks. <laughs> just it's it's not for that. It's not for a death threat. It's I just you know I just need it um for like reasons. No. <clears throat> Matt. <laughs> you already have Matt, it because I send you shit address. all the time. Yeah, because I keep sending you shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need your address. So I can send you shit. <clears throat> Death threats. Um, so anyway, what's what's your address? Okay. Yeah, no. I'll yeah. I'll I'll I'm not gonna like what you want me to say it now? Like are you waiting no, for an I just answer? Want you, I just want you to t- type it out to me. Um like in real time, do you do you want do you want to pause the like, podcast while I write out my no? My I just I, I we're gonna. I said yes. I need you to. I said I said I would. Me, so you want me to stop the pa- podcast? Pause this. Send me the fucking address. You want me to stop the podcast so that I can no. write out my address to you? This that, that's where we're at right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of Death Podcast. I am your true and only host, Heather. Uh, <laughs> We're doing outros now. That, that's We're doing new to outros. Me. And then uh, my co-host, 
Matt, everybody, round of applause. Woo! Um, also, this is not sponsored by Jenko Jeans, but it should be. <laughs> and um, favorite quote from the podcast: Jesus is a bottom. Yeah.